morning. Good morning. Uh, welcome back to Critics and Cures. Um, this is my second podcast, uh, so I've gained minimal experience since the first podcast that I uh, broadcasted yesterday, but hopefully it'll be a little bit smoother than it was yesterday. And I, and I hope you enjoyed yesterday's talk about uh, Catholicism and uh, involvement of, the, of lay people uh, in the church. Um, so having said that, today's another day. It's a beautiful day in New England, or it seems like it so far. Sun is out. I'm not sure it'll last all day, but it is out there for now, looking good. Um, and, uh, and we're off, and we're looking for something to uh, talk about, some sort of issue out there. There may be a conflict that people might be discussing uh, that's relevant and uh, uh, kind of important to today's world. Um, I do have an issue to talk about, but it, it's basically from experience yesterday, an experience I had in, in the morning yesterday when I rose yesterday morning and went to make my morning cup of coffee. I looked out my window and there uh, I beheld a an animal. It was an animal in my backyard. Now, I do not live near a refuge or a forest or any place where there are a lot of animals. We have a few birds and, you know, squirrels, well, an occasional woodchuck. Uh, but, you know, a deer, I've seen a deer pass by once or twice. Uh, but nothing, nothing unusual. Um, but uh, yesterday morning, I, I, I looked out the window and I, and I saw what looked like a very emaciated uh, dog in the backyard. Um, so I didn't recognize the dog, didn't seem to be any of our, our neighbor's dogs. So I, on closer inspection, um, I noticed that it was a coyote. Yeah, a coyote. Um, now, he, he, was, he looked young. He did not look like a, a fully grown adult. He looked kind of weak, a little bit desperate, probably pretty hungry and looking for some chow, which is not always the best state of being to be in when you're in my yard and, you know, being that I own three small dogs. Uh, so, you know, I was a little bit concerned. I mean, I'm always out with the dogs. I always had them on the leash. I never let them alone anyway. But, uh, you know, I, I still, you know, still uh, care about who comes in and out of the yard, obviously. So here he was. He was in the backyard, and I'm watching him. And we have a lounge chair that, that we sit out in sometimes in the backyard. He's jumping in on top of the lawn chair, and he's inspecting everything in the yard. Um... And it's a little concerning. So I, I figured, all right, well, you know what I'll do? I will call animal control. They can deal with it. I, I you know, I, I certainly am not going to go out there. I, I didn't know if it was rabid. You know, I didn't know if they're supposed to be out during the day or whatever. Um, in my research, I did find that it, it, a lot of times you do see them out in the day. Foxes and coyotes go out in the day and they forage around for food at times. So that's not unusual, but... Um, I still found it a little odd that he was out there in the backyard. So, uh, you know, I took it upon myself to be a good citizen and to call animal control so that a professional, uh, you know, could take care of this business in a way that most benefits both the animal and, and the community. Uh, so I made my phone call. Now, this was 6 a.m. 
Uh, first off, animal control, not picking up the phone at 6 a.m. Uh, so I got the message machine, the voicemail. Left a voicemail, said who, you know, who I was, where I lived, and who was in my backyard, this uh, young coyote. And I hung up. Um, so I still, I wasn't too comfortable because I'm like, well, I don't know if it has a disease. I don't know if it might, you know, attack some small animal or child in the neighborhood. So I figured, I'll give the police a call. You know, maybe that is the thing that I should do just to inform them. Uh, so I did. Um, I, I, I dialed up the local police station uh, obviously not a 911 situation, but the general business number, and told them, hey, uh, I got a coyote in my backyard. I don't know what to do with it. So they, they, they reminded me about animal control, and I said, well, they're not open. I, I don't know what this animal is going to do within the next few hours until they open, but until that time, he's free to roam and free to cause any kind of damage or injury that he might... might uh, um, do upon uh, the community. So, you know, they said, oh, okay, well, we'll send somebody down there. You know, you know, that's fine. You know, they, they may have, I, I, I wasn't, certainly wasn't, you know, monitoring the police uh, in the area. So, you know, they probably did send somebody down to look. Um, and I, I forgot about it for a little while. And then what, what I found was that I got a phone call it was close to eight, so it pretty much when uh, animal control arrived, they gave me a phone call. They asked me about the animal, and I, I told them about the animal. I said, well, it's a young adult. It looks like it hasn't eaten in a while, not looking too healthy, looking a little bit desperate, kind of wandering alone. Uh, and I said I was a little concerned for the community. And so the woman, a very pleasant woman, who answered the phone, uh, told me, that, well, you know, it's usually they don't cause any harm. Usually they're pretty good. Uh, they'll look around for food, just don't leave anything out because once they, you know, they, they find something, uh, you know, they come back and see if they can find more. So as long as there is nothing, she said even bird seed, you know, don't leave the bird seed up, the, you know, anything. If you're starving, I'm, I'm sure bird seed would be a delicacy. If you If you really have nothing else, you know, uh, now look at the Donna party, right? Anything is edible, anything is good, you know, if you're starving to the uh, umpteenth degree. So, uh, you know, she went on to say that, you know, that, well, you know, the, the laws in, in Massachusetts are that you cannot move the animal, okay? So you can't move it, you can't relocate it, and they can't do that as well. So, you know, I was thinking, well, that would be a great thing if, if this uh, animal control person could come and get the animal, uh, get it in the trap, you know, in the cage, whatever, uh, and relocate it, bring it to a place that's pleasant for coyotes, that, you know, a good environment, you know, maybe some shade, some trees, a little bit of water nearby. I'm thinking forest, you know, we have a forest that's close by. Uh, where they might be able to join with other members of their species and kind of relate and party and have a good time, right? Well, uh, that wasn't possible. No, she told me they can't touch it. They can't move it. It's a, it's a, it's a mass law. 
Uh, so wildlife law, I don't know who made the law, whether it's a state law, whether the federal government made the law. I'll look into it now that I've had this little, uh, little experience, but not sure how the laws were written. But from what I gather, they've been on the books for a while and they have not changed very much. So you cannot move a coyote. You can't, you know, you can't go buy a big have a heart uh, cage, set it up, you know, bait it, get them in the cage, put them in the back of the truck with the cage, bring them down to the forest, and 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 uh, release them in the forest. That's that's a no go in Massachusetts. Do not do that. <laughs> that will get you in, in trouble with the uh, wildlife police or whoever it is that. Uh, that monitors those laws. Um, so I found that odd. I just found that odd. Uh, and in looking into it, you know, in, in looking at the website, uh, you know, the mass uh, laws on, on coyotes, I mean, there's a hunting season for coyotes. So you can't move them out of your yard. But if it's hunting season and you're in the right place and they're in the wrong place, you, you can shoot them, no problem. <laughs> so... You know, that's okay. Uh, trapping was okay. Uh, you know, at certain times, under certain conditions, trapping is approved. Uh, using a crossbow, again, approved. It's quite our right to do that, I guess, under certain conditions. I don't know all the conditions for using a crossbow, but I found it kind of shocking that it was okay to use the crossbow, actually, uh, to, to kill the... Uh, Coyote. So all these things are in place for the coyote. And I, and, and I guess they, they also said on the website, they said that uh, don't move them, don't relocate them, and, and explains they have a little bit of a, you know, a, a bulletin-pointed uh, thing there uh, that tells you why it's probably not okay to move them. Some of it makes sense, and some of it's a little silly. Uh, to me, anyway, I mean... It, it says that, well, if you drop them, you relocate them, they might try to go back home and get hit by a car. Well, I mean, seriously, that you can get hit by a car. If you're a coyote and you're near my yard, you can very easily get hit by a car. And it's not going to be on a back road where there's less traffic. It's going to be near the main road. Uh, I have highways right next to me. People traveling 60 or 70 miles an hour, 80, what am I saying? 80 miles an hour plus. Uh, so, you know, it's not a safe situation just because you don't relocate it. And it doesn't endanger the species or animal, any, to my opinion. It doesn't endanger them anymore to release them in an area where, where it's probably more uh, conducive for them to do what, whatever they do, whether they hunt little rabbits or squirrels or whatever they do to uh, survive and sustain themselves which I'm all for. I have nothing against the coyote. I love the animals. They're all God's creatures in one way or another. Uh, they have purpose. And I know the Catholic Church doesn't believe in souls for animals, but yeah, you know, maybe, maybe the jury's out on that. Maybe there are certain animals with, with soul. You know, I, 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 uh, I know my three dogs in particular I'd like to consider them as as that type of uh, entity, as 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 animals with souls. That way, I'm I'm a little bit more compassion compassionate in the way in which I I treat them. So, 
But anyway, so I really don't think it's that much of a problem. You know, I, I mean, if it's going to get hit by a car, it's going to get hit by a car. Less likely in an area that you're going to relocate them. Now, I mean, some people ask, everybody gonna use, is everybody going to use good judgment when they're relocating a, a coyote? Probably not. Are the methods in which they trap them to, to relocate them? Hmm. Again, probably not. Um, so that's unfortunate. You might have somebody just throwing them in somebody else's backyard in some area. You know, kind of like they throw away like washing machines and tires and everything. You'll see them on the sides of the street there littered uh, where they're not really supposed to be thrown because people don't want to be bothered. So I, I can see where, you know, sometimes those types of laws can be abused really bad if you change them and allow for relocation. But I don't know. Maybe there is also a way to do it. Why not have a drop-off center, you know, that's monitored by wildlife professionals, you know? So, I mean, you can drop a baby off at a hospital, you know, if you can take care of the baby and you want to, you have a safe spot where you can drop the baby. They have those. Um, so, you know, maybe there should be a wildlife drop-off center where you can drop off whatever, you know? They can determine where it goes. It could be a dog, a cat, a rabbit, an owl, a coyote, whatever, um, so maybe that's uh, a way to go. Um, so anyway, so it, it was a weird little experience. I was caught off guard. I thought there would be somebody there to help. But basically, I was told you're on your own. Now, she was helpful in giving me some tips. You know, I, I t- tip my cap actually to her uh, who took the time. She was very pleasant, by the way. And, you know, I'm not knocking her her job or her the way she approached it she was just following the laws so I have no problem with her uh, and she uh, she made some nice recommendations she told me about ammonia how you can spread that near your trash and everything and they don't like the smell of ammonia uh, so that can be a deterrent uh, to keep them out of your yard uh, and, you know so don't leave food hanging around obviously don't dump things outside uh, make sure there's lids on your trash, all that kind of stuff. And there were other tips that she gave me, but, you know, she's a very helpful person. I mean, seemed like she was uh, in, a, in a position where she truly wanted to help uh, people and animals, uh, you know, in, in her daily occupation. So I, 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 again, hats off to her. She, she was fine. But, you know, my thing was like, well, I, I've, I've got I've to share this with the rest of the audience because uh, the Critics and Cures audience, I'm sure there's people out there who have encountered uh, coyotes, who have some frustration over how you have to deal with it. If it's different in different states, I, I imagine the laws are different in different states. Uh, I'm just speaking for Massachusetts uh, alone. I have no idea uh, what the... Um, the, the uh, other, other states do in terms of regulating the, uh, the uh, population or, or just assisting it in, in being safe. So, I mean, that was my thing. I, I have tremendous compassion for the poor animal. I mean, he really looked bad. I mean, he needed some grooming. He needed some love. He needed some TLC. This dog was just very thin and nowhere to go. Young, no parents around, uh, nobody to support him uh, in his effort to survive. So I was not trying to kill the dog, I, I, you know, the coyote. I had no interest in that at all. Uh, I would have bought a, a, one of the traps, uh, have a heart traps, and kind of relocated if that was 
uh, lawful to do, but as I said before, not so much. Uh, so I wasn't about to risk jail time uh, for the coyote. Um, so anyway, so, you know, I, I watched him for a while. He, he, he was around the yard for a while. He went up to the, the, we have a swimming pool, so he went over to the fence. He kind of looked in. He couldn't get in. It was locked. He went, went down the street. So I saw him, you know, kind of hoofing it down the street or up the street towards the, the lake. We have a lake down the road. So um, it was fine. You know, there's not much I could do. I alerted animal control. I, I alerted the police. You know, I, I, I didn't want to be, a, you know, a, a fanatic about it and kind of upset everybody in the area. So I just let it go at that. Um, later on, I, uh, yeah, I, I got all my stuff done in the house. All my chores were done, you know, ready to go out and do a few things, get in my car. And who do I see right next door in the backyard? I see Mr. Coyote. Now, he was kind of, uh, you know, he was just hanging. He was looking around, I'm sure, still trying to find something to chew on, something to eat. Uh, and this was like 12 o'clock. So this was like four or five hours later uh, or more than when I first saw him. So still hanging around. Uh, again, not much I could do. You know, I kind of watched him for a little while and then he took off again and I lost track of him. Uh, but so, you know, that's my story. So the conflict is, is the law. You know, people do crazy things because laws do not support common sense. Um, so, you know, if there was a way to manage them responsibly and to help them uh, to uh, congregate in areas that are more fully supported, you know, environmentally with food, with uh, water, uh, and with less people in cars, that probably would be the best thing for, for the animal. So, you know, that's what I'm looking at anyway. You guys might see it in a different, different way, and I would be uh, um, willing to hear some of your suggestions and some of your ideas uh, on how to deal with these, uh, these animals. I, I felt bad. I still feel bad. You know, it's a haunting thing to see some animal so desperate and so uh, in need of, of care, but you can't do anything about it. I, I couldn't go out there, you know, and, and throw out a couple of uh, steaks. And then I got him, then, you know, he's inviting friends, and then, you know, there's a whole luau near the pool with coyotes, you know, keeping me up at night with their howling. I, I don't want that. That's not what I, I, I uh, expect out of my... Uh, my uh, my day, right? So I don't know. You know, maybe you guys have better ideas. I'm sure you do, actually. Uh, but I, I'd be very interested in hearing what your ideas are, especially if you're from Massachusetts. You know, that, that would be great. You know, if you have some experiences that you'd like to share or whatever, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Uh, on the last podcast, I really didn't give you my email. So, so it might be on the site. I use Anchor. Uh, through my uh, mobile phone, my uh, iPhone. So uh, it, it, and I guess it takes a couple of days to process and to have your, your uh, podcast approved or whatever. So it's really not available on iTunes yet. It might be today, later today or tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, um, so basically 
You know, that's about it. I hope you can, uh, like I said, email me. W, it's W and barefoot, B-A-R-E-F-O-O-T, 55 at mac.com, M-A-C.com. So again, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'll try to answer you back as, as uh, efficiently as possible. I intend to get a website up and running so that we can do it through the website. Uh, but right now I just have the email. Um, I do have a Twitter account. I don't even know what my Twitter account address is. And my Twitter account is more about its politics and kind of stuff like that. So it's, it's a little less broad topic than, uh, than what we discuss here on, on, the, on Critics and Cures. So anyway, that's about it for episode two. I hope you enjoyed it um, and uh, got a little bit out of it. I know I didn't share too much information uh, except for the ammonia part, you know, where you could uh, ward off coyotes using ammonia. Kind of like works like a, uh, a garlic to a, to a vampire, I guess. So anyway, um, end of episode two. I hope to see you guys again soon and at the next you know, check out my next podcast. It'll be coming up. Uh, so many things to talk about. It's unreal. I mean, the world moves so fast. It's unbelievable. And there's so many things going on simultaneously that uh, the difficulty is what topic am I going to choose to talk about? Because there are just so many things going on, especially now in politics, uh, you know, with, with uh, Mr. Trump in, in office, President Trump. I mean, he moves at like lightning speed and there's 18 things being done at one time. So, you know, to not have a topic to, to speak about would be, be odd. <laughs> there's a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. Uh, so, you know, check out the podcasts. I hope you enjoy them. I love sharing things with you. I hope you will share things with me and enlighten me to some of the things that uh, I need to learn. So... Uh, it's a it's a start of a beautiful relationship. Um, so let me know. Contact me. Let me know how you feel. And I hope you have a splendid day. Uh, enjoy it the best you can. Uh, do something for others. And God bless. Uh, see you soon. Bye.